It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kids TV, everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Throw that on that bitch. That can sound like Teddy Pine. Sounding everybody out there, all the loved ones. This is your boy Garfield Bright from the group Shy, and I'm rocking with Candy Kisses TV, no doubt. So tune in. <laughs> it is another episode of Candy Kisses TV. I'm your girl Michelle C, aka DJ Make a Move, the Jill of All Trades, and I am everywhere you need and want to be. Now, before we get started, you know I always bring you the dope challenge, but let's do this first. Like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. And you know why? It's absolutely free. <laughs> so need y'all to do that real quick. Act like your mama done taught you something. All right. So now let's get into the man of the hour. First and foremost, I, I cannot do this without my comforter. You know, <laughs> because I'm done. I'm last done. time I said you said you was gonna comfort me. <laughs> I'm so done. I'm done right now. <laughs> and you also said if you ever fall in love, you was gonna be my friend. <laughs> I, said I said that. I said it. I said it. So give it up for Mr. Garfield Bright of the group Shy. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm doing well. How about yourself over there? Miss I you am the move. Jill of all trades. You know I've got the you know saying? <laughs> I love so it. Tell them how to get to your social media first. Let's get that out of the way. How okay. they can follow you on everything. Okay, well, I'm I'm simple. Um you can find me at IG and Facebook at the Garfield Bright Experience. That's pretty much it. It's that easy. So I'm going to get all the questions I ever wanted to know. Finally, Jesus. <laughs> I'll <let> you boy. <laughs> so first and foremost, when did you know that you can sing and that was going to be your lane? Wow. Well, I, I never grew up aspiring to be a singer or anything like that. Like I played basketball. I, I was a popper, break dancer, fancy myself an MC. Okay. Um, all that kind of stuff growing up on the streets of Boston. But when I, um, you know, I would always sing songs to myself if I couldn't hear them on the radio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think in high school around 10th grade, you know, some girl just, you know, had a nerve to tell me, you know, in one of my little singing fits to myself, I was singing some Stevie or something. You're like, yo, you got a nice voice. And mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, oh, shoot, let me find out. You know what I'm saying? The girl's like, girl, Sam, what? So it was raw back then. I had to develop it. But um, that that kind of started me on the path to not being so shy of singing, you know, singing in front of people and stuff like that. But, um, you know, and so as I got to Howard, my roommate was Darnell my freshman year. He was, he was a musician and, you know, his his big brothers basically was the group riff. His dad used to manage him, you know, from Eastside High School and the Joe Clark's movie and all that. Yes. Mm-hmm. He went to that school and those guys are actually 
you know, his one of some of his best friends from the school and um, his dad manages them, was a social worker at that school. So we used to sing all their songs before they came out to the girls at Howard. Like we would know about the songs and we will go to the girl dorm singing some stuff, you know. And in that kind of mode, that kind of helped me break out my shell a little bit more. And then, you know, I was still developing even when Shy first started, because I, 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 like I said, that was never like my aspiration. We did a, okay. a talent show maybe like a couple of weeks before we got, um, you know, um, decided to go get a record deal. It was the only talent show we did, but it was like a crazy talent show. It was like, mm-hmm. uh, like Apollo at Howard University. It was this show at Crampton where all these talented people would come and they would, and the football players in the New York crowd would come there to try to just boo everybody just because oh. they needed something to do on Friday night. Like they wanted to recreate yeah. Apollo. Not because the acts were whack, because it was some of the most talented people to ever come through there. And we were lucky enough to go last. So I guess they muscle for booing people just wore out by the time they got to us. And um, but we sung all these boys the men songs, and then we got an encore. And so as the encore, we sung If I Ever, because it was the only song we had left. Right. And we got a standing ovation and everything. And on that stage that night, we realized that look, if this song was special enough to make those people out there that boo everybody mm-hmm. ask for, you know. Let's try to see if we can get a record deal. And that's when I started really taking it more serious in that moment, right before we really start. Next thing I know, I woke up, you know, I'm singing on Arsenio Hall show, Jay Leno. Mm. Just learning like the harmonies, you know, basically getting pledged to all that because shy harmonies were serious. Yes. So. Now, first of all, that's what I was going to ask you, too. How did because both all of y'all are extremely talented. Thanks. Shy? I don't see nothing shy about none of y'all. So oh, see, the name the name didn't come from like bashfulness or anything. It's okay. actually it's an Egyptian word, shy, mm. meaning destiny in human form. And so okay. the Egyptians they were dope because they did everything like in duality. So they had a male aspect of destiny, which was okay. shy, spelled S H A I, and then they had a female aspect, which was Renanette, which was like fate. And together, like those two wove a web together to create future. So your future was composed of your destiny and your fate and male and female. And we took the male part of it for ourselves to call ourselves shot. But, the, you know, but the people in the public and because it was like the music industry, they kind of felt like we were trying to act like play on words and spell it differently, you know, but it was shot. Yeah, I mean, that's just what we always do. Nah, yeah, it was never that. It was really because the guys in the group were alpha, five alpha members, except for me. And okay. they, 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 they kind of deal with Egyptology and stuff like that. Mm. And so um, that, that concept came from their studies in Egyptology. And so, you know, they um, we apply that to ourselves as, you know, children of destiny, pretty much, you know, almost like Destiny's Child. That was the first, though. Y'all was before yeah. Destiny's Child, yeah. though. <laughs> but, you know, and, and we love big ups to them because we love them as well. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Because, so. you know what, what I do appreciate you all, because um, y'all were in the 90s era with the Boys to Men or whatever, and not many groups could get the harmonies like Boys to Men. Y'all was on it like Boys to Men. Yeah, and- Boys to Men, that, that's that's our, our, our brothers, too. We love those brothers, man, you know. I mean, like Sean, like Sean used to give, I had twin boys and Sean used to give my son's clothes. You know, oh, wow. he, he would order like, um, you know, from the stylist, like you can like pay a certain amount of money and the stylist to go find you stuff for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause you don't have enough time to go really shop like Sean. Yeah. And so, but at, by the end of the year, he would never wear all of that stuff. And then right. for a new shipment to come in, he was like, yo man, what size are your sons, man? You know? And um, since I had twins, you know, so hard to boys grow like, so yeah, dope. They would have dope clothes going to school because it was Sean's clothes. You know? I know that's right. Shoot, that fam for real. Then. Yeah, no, we got love. You know, like you know, they because they end up having twins and stuff. We kind of coached them a little bit through some of their twin issues and stuff. You know, you know, yeah. So boys and men, I love boys and men, man. They they they, and they did have the harmonies. And then Wanye with the leads doing that. Sean too, all of Nate too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we 
when we heard Coolie Eye Harmony, we used to sing that. We just we, that show we came out singing that particular show, the only show we did before we got signed, we came out singing that 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, oh, yeah. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Then I was like, injection, fellas. There it is. <laughs> and then, um, please don't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then um, we sung This Is My Heart with Sean Sings Lead. And then, then we sung Enter the Roll. I think we sung Enter the Roll, um, something like that. And then um, then we sung it forever. So we, we we grew up on Boys and Men and Jodeci. Those were our two like favorite like groups back then. Just like everybody else, pretty much. Man, listen, if you if you were raised in the 90s, if you didn't know nothing about Jodeci or, or Boys and Men, something, you, you're missing something in your life. Yeah, you know what I mean? They, they kind of blazed that trail, you know, especially with the story how Jodeci just got signed off the street like that. That gave us the emphasis to be like, look, we could do that too. And of course, Boys and Men with the Cooley Eye Harmony and why you killing it? And, you know, everybody knows the movie and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, and they were under back in the day, you know, Mike Biff kind of found them. Like, you know, they were part of the Biff 10 bunch and they had to fly little sheepskin coats on Mike mm-hmm. with the cane. You know what I mean? So they were like a, a, a favorite of ours. We used to like study their success and how they did their harmonies. And um, we had our own little sound to it. You know, we kind of had a different little version of it. But we had to have our harmonies tight because you had Silk. Jodeci had tight harmonies. Come on, now. Had tight harmonies. This group called UNV had tight harmonies. I don't know I mean, people was portrait had tight harmonies. We said, here we go. They had the little, yes. all that stuff. Um, Everybody's harmonies. Um, intro. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, SWV and J, you know. But, um, you know. Well, I'm an 80s baby, so I was raised on nothing but 90s. <laughs> and then my favorite group, my favorite group as a person, if I was never in the industry, like my favorite group, was mint condition. That's who I, I look. Come on, Stokely. Like, yeah, and people don't even know Stokely is a drummer. Like for real, for real. Like that. Like by trade. Like if you put that boy behind some drums, you think he can sing? You think he can write? Yes, he can. But that boy is like, he'll kill you on them drums, man. You think he was Quest Love with somebody up there? So <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead serious. But um, so, but that was the only group to me because they call all of us boy bands. But okay. they were really a band band. They were a band. Yeah. Like they all of them, they were they coming out that Minneapolis Prince, you know, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis mode. It was playing, so the musicality of them was just crazy to me. I, I enjoyed them, you know what I mean. Now I always wanted to ask because I know a lot of times when you when you're just a singer or whatever, eventually the nerves go away. But when you fir- like your first time on stage, were you nervous? Or are you just like, no, I'm with my fam. It's it's just whatever. Because I was still pretty much learning. Because like I never grew up wanting to sing, so I never like. You know, like literally, like when we start doing Arsenio and and and, and Jay Leno, those are like my first performances ever in front of people because we only did this one show before we got signed. Yeah. And so I'm I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So definitely nervous. Okay. But then you know, just you know how you, in those moments you find out stuff about yourself, like that fight or flight. You'll mm-hmm. never really know what's gonna happen until you get in that moment. People talk all that smack, like oh, I would do, I would. You don't know what you'll do until you're in there. And then I found out about myself that I'm a little trooper. You know what I'm saying? I was like, instead of you know, instead of cowering down, I was like, all right, here I go then. If it's gonna be like that, let's go. Listen, you know? I was watching one of y'all, uh, <laughs> y'all live performances. I don't know what show it was on because it didn't. It was just y'all singing. But I was watching, and then you was in there looking at them like, all right, it's my turn. All right, but all, right. <laughs> hey, all the little eye contact cues and all that. Because look, because it's like. It's one thing to be singing those harmonies and concentrating on your your note versus three other notes and making sure that you on point and you ain't flat. And but right. then there's another thing when you break off of that and then you got to carry a lead and you got to be fly with it and then jump back into the harmonies. You know what I'm saying? It's like double dutch. You know, what I 
And so you, you see how double does you got to have skills and watch out for all these components. It was kind of at first it was like that for me. Like I was learning everything just like that. But then after a while, it's like a stick shift. After a while, you don't have to even concentrate on pressing the clutch and shifting gears, none of that. You, you can be in traffic eating a whole thing of food, shifting gears and driving, you know, not even thinking about it no more. So eventually it, I got, you know, I got acclimated, started learning what my voice could do, started having little go-to little devices in, in my style. You know, once I found what I was and how I can get down, then, you know, then everything kind of opened up from there. Has anybody ever compared to you like the Johnny Gill of the group? Because it seemed like every oh, time you like, oh, I finish up on her. That was a compliment. If anybody <laughs> ever said that, that's like, wow. Because Johnny Gill, it don't pretty much get too much better than that. Like he's a But you know, when Johnny come, he going he gonna to give you what you want. So he'd be well, like, all right. Like my, my manager told us, like, you know, because like if I ever, like when it was my turn up, it was like, yo, G, we need you to come and do something exciting. Right. So that's why I came with that. My, 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 you know, but I didn't even know that that was a style of mine. I was just trying to do something exciting. I didn't even know if my voice was going. I was just like, well, I'm going to do something. I'm going to put a man growl on it, like some Teddy Pendergrass. You know, I didn't right. know what I was doing, but I knew I needed to give him, give him something to grab your attention. And that came out of my body. Right. But, um, definitely Johnny, you know, learning the ropes and music and stuff like that. Like seeing him from Stacey Lattisaw days, you know. Mm-hmm. Perfect combination and all that way before New Edition and all that. Like when he was Johnny Gill way back then in, in Maryland and Virginia, I, I was peeping Johnny Gill's voice. And then we got real cool with his people, his brother, his cousin from To the Extreme and stuff like that. Randy and them, mm-hmm. um, you know, the group To the Extreme, that was his people. So and then they can sing too. But um, Johnny is just extraordinary and stuff like that. Like the stuff he can do with his vocal, like his tone and then the tricks he can do and how he can just his range. He kind of fools you into thinking that he's not going that high because it's such a rough thing on it. Mm-hmm. Try to sing some of that Johnny stuff. It's like up there, up there, like some Johnny. I was gonna try. I tried. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, that's a hell of a compliment. You know what I mean? Like that that's crazy. Nah, I've never been told that before, you know, but Johnny is one of them cats that you can't front on vocally. He'll 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 take you out. Yeah, yeah. You just enjoy that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm moving into y'all music videos. Now, what was your favorite music video that you all ever did? Oh, wow. That's crazy that you asked me that. Okay. My favorite video that we ever did was a video, that, a song video called Yours. It was, it was Why a- you steal my answer? What? Stop playing. That was my, literally legit. That was mine. I was I'm kidding you. It's on my, I'm like, man, that was my. Oh, favorite. man. And the reason, it's a few reasons. I'm going to tell you the reasons why it was my favorite. Um, one, we got to do it in New York. I love New York. So we got to go to New York. But two. Like at that time in R and B, like the people, the girls that were getting all the play were like mm-hmm. the, the kind of like the light skin, you know, uh, what is it, ethnically ambiguous types of chicks and yeah. stuff like that. Which they were beautiful, you know what I mean. But I wanted to, you know, coming from Howard with all them chocolate sisters and stuff like that. I was, if you notice in my videos, like my significant other, but that I when I got to pick up, I pick up a brown skin, like a real looking person. And mm-hmm. so I remember. Um, that video, they gave us all these Z cards with all these, you know, beautiful different types of shades, you know, 16 shades of black in the building, right? <laughs> but I wanted a different standard of beauty. I, I I got to, you know, a lot of times they left that up to me to pick the girls, like the place would be long, all them girls. But um, yeah. that one, I just wanted one female that was going to represent a, a standard of beauty of blackness, and I wanted her to be elegant, but I didn't want her to be typical looking. Right. So I put this, this black model she had like a long neckline. Her facial features weren't like typical beauty features of the industry at the time. Mm-hmm. But I thought she was beautiful. 
And, you know, she was elegant the way she carried herself, like a queen, like she was queenly, like she was real understated, but queenly. And I wanted that to be the love interest of for the group. Cause you know, we wasn't like a one-on-one with the girl. It was, she was like representing the song. And so I picked her and I, I loved the way she came off on camera. And then she was she was shocked that, you know, she came up to me and was like, yo, what made y'all, you know? And then I told her everything I just told you. And she was like, you know, respect. I was like, nah, respect, you know what I mean? And um, that let me really stand on that. Like I, I always like was conscious about that being a situation in industry. So that was the first time I really got to have some input. And then the third thing is, that was one of the first times that I got to write my own verse all the way down. Like that's that verse is me, all me. And okay. Because the first album we had to do it in two weeks, so we used, we actually had to rely on songs that we had already done or written and put music to them. Because a label instead of selling "If I Ever Fall in Love" for nine ninety nine, they wanted to be able to sell the album for twenty dollars. So they right. was like, "Hurry up, hurry up, get get something," you know. So mm-hmm. we were rushing through it. We was up almost twenty four hours a day for two weeks straight trying to put an album together. And um, I didn't really get a big input. Like I did, I, I wrote a song called Don't Wanna Play No Games in there. And I got to add a little bit of here and there, but I didn't really, I feel like I'm a good writer and I didn't really get my chops off on that album. On that, you know? yeah. But the second album, Blackface, and yours and stuff like that, I, I, I contributed greatly and stuff like that. So that was my first time writing something that was actually a single. And then oh. I got to sing it in my style that I finally learned the style. That was the first time I had a style that I could depend on. Cause I came from a jazz household, not a gospel. And that, ooh, tell me what you need and I will make sure I put, like that's a, those are jazz runs. Yeah, that, that Ella, um, vibe, Ella Fitzgerald. And that was me. And I was finally able to figure my own lane out and express it and the video and all that, all at once. It was just, that's that meant a lot to me. That whole song, video, that whole thing was like a coming out for your boy. That was, you know. Well, speaking of videos, you also got to be in one of my favorite iconic videos is SWV Week. Oh, week. Ah! <laughs> that was crazy how that happened, man. Cause how did that happen? You know, well, you are, everybody know the rumor meal, so was it true? Was y'all oh, dating or not? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But that's how it happened. Like, I was hanging out with Coco, and you know you're supposed to clear stuff with your label first before you do stuff like that. Okay. I was so I was always so anti-structural. You know, coming out of Howard, and that being an era of, you know, fight the power and all that conscious you know, we were built out of that. So I I wasn't checking in with no label. You know, that's how I looked at it. Like, I'm a grown man. If I'm going to be in my girl video, I'm going to be in the video. So <laughs> I was kicking it with her. And then she had to go to, I think, a meeting with Lionel Martin, who directed it. And, um, you know, we were talking and stuff. And he was like, yo, you know, you want to be in a joint as a, as a leading guy or whatever, whatever. I was like, oh, word, I'm down. And he gave me the treatment. You know, like it was Coco had a fighter in the ring sure. that she was like, and her girls was like her mafia. And then, you know, I'm representing like a, a mafia type of brother and I got my fighter in there and whoever wins get to take all or whatever. Of course they win, it's their video, right? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> there was a whole host of brothers that I was cool with from Troop in there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Chris um, Latimer was in there. Um, there was a whole bunch of cats in that video that was kind of celebs on their own. But yeah. Um, yeah, I got, you know, me and Coco was an item. So when the video first started, we talking at the train tracks and all. It was dope. I got to act a little bit through there and stuff like that. And then that song is one of the best that they, they you know, all these songs been hits because yes. Coco and them put out hits. But that was one of the, like, people know that hit above, kind of like a cut above the other ones. What's a few that rain? It's a few of them that was like, you know. Always on my mind. I'm, you know, man, I'm like, yeah. Right like, here even. Like, dun, 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 dun. And then that Teddy remix, that um, Human Nature remix. Yes. So, dun, 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 dun. Chris Brown redid it and they had hits. 
it was the one that um, was on the soundtrack. Um, shoot, I can't think of the name of it now, but I was that was my joint for a minute. It was on a um, Above the Rim soundtrack. Oh, um, which one was? Uh, oh yeah, Pure Love, Purified. You no. No, it was uh, anticipation. Oh, us to come. Right here, is that right here? No, um, I don't know what the name of that song. I know it was my joint, though. I know that. We think with Coco singing it, it was crazy. But True. then later on, you start to hear Lily and Taj voice, especially on that "Choose Your Heart and Not Your Mind" song. Mm-hmm. They, they with that real love purified that whole. That was Taj and Lily blowing. I was like, "Yo, okay." Still got. It. I got a pleasure to meet them. Them have to still blowing. Yeah, for sure. That you know, even if I wasn't involved with Coco, that's still one of my favorite groups too of all time. Like I know tour, when we was on tour, man, look, we used to stand beside on the side of stage and watch Coco sing because she sounded exactly like the record, and all them difficult runs was exactly the same every night. That we was like, is she singing? Like we we was with her and trying to figure out is she singing? Or is that like? You know what I mean? And then her, she wouldn't even be moving that hard or like frowning or nothing. She'd just be sitting there like, and that's that's what be coming out of her mouth. The only other person I know that's like that that don't even show nothing but all kind of crazy stuff come out there is um Lettucey. She could just stand yeah. there and just be almost stone faced and all this crazy mm-hmm. vocals ranges and power. <laughs> Lettucey is a beast. People be sleeping on her, but her last song too, like I, I've been a fan of her for a while, but her last song was just so dope. I was just like, y'all, yeah, if y'all don't want right it now, y'all need to get on it. <laughs> I liked her. Look, I'm the way I came into knowing about her was crazy because like I said, I'm a dad. I was in San Francisco at this restaurant called Yoshi's and it was um, it was um, it was like not the modern jazz quartet, but um, Ah, it was a it was a jazz band, um, and then featuring somebody, and it was spelled, you know, let us see how she L E D I S E E whatever. And I was like, what's a Ladisi? Like, what is that? You know what I mean? Um, and then she came out, and they introduced, and, and I looked. Oh God, I can't think of the name of the jazz quartet, but um, they came out, and I was like in awe of them because I'm a jazz head, and they were in awe of her. They were introducing this young girl like she was the next. I was like, wow. And then what? She came out there in this jazz kind of context. It wasn't R&B. She was singing jazz standards. Right. Man, she delivered vocals that I had never, like, it was just awesomeness on top of awesomeness. I, I was just blown away. And then the next time I heard her, she was in the R&B context. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, yo, that's like a Lamborghini being forced to go like 30 miles an hour. Like, she sound good, but y'all don't really know what I heard that night in the thing. Like, her range, oh my god, it's ridiculous. So I, I already knew what it was. Like before everybody, before she came out, came out. You know, I was almost disappointed that she had to come out through R&B because I was like, her voice, it, it, R&B can't hold that. Like that's just too ridiculous. But you know, she did her thing. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, she could. She could do a little bit of everything. <laughs> she can do anything vocally she thinks to do with her voice. There's nothing she can't. She can go low. She can go super high, and then she can perform it with this pizzazz of like, yo, she, she's one of my, she's an icon in the making, man. Absolutely. Did you hear that thing where there was Lettucey, Jill Scott, um, um, uh, two other ones? They did the thing, um, they did the Four Women by um, what's her name, um, Nina Simone. That um, it's called Four Women or something like that, and they each sing a 
part of the song. Oh my God, you got to treat yourself to that right there. I can't think of the name. I think it's four women because Nina Simone did a song and she's describing like the plight of these four women, but she's doing the story. She's singing the whole thing in the in the in the in the you know with the plot of these four different individual black women and what they have to go through and. Um, and but for, for the song, it was like four actual women. It was like Lettucey, Jill Scott. I want to say like Kelly Price, maybe, and um, another one, another dope diva type vocalist, like Layla Hathaway or somebody like that. Oh, it wasn't Layla. I was, ooh, Layla, that's a whole other animal right there. With the two notes, harmonies at one time. Come, there's <laughs> some talent out here, boy, in these streets. Now, what was your most memorable moment on stage like? Most memorable moment. Let me think about this. Like, well, it was a lot of them because we got into a couple of fights, you know, saying not with each other, but like with the crowd, like the people hating. That was memorable. Me and I ain't gonna talk about that. Um, and then you know, one time it was chilling with with um, Naughty by Nature. We ended up um, helping them fight these security dude. That was memorable. But I think the most memorable was like um, we got to do the Bill Clinton inauguration. And every day for like a week, we got to practice. Like every day for hours, we got to practice with Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, um, um, Sounds of Blackness, Take Six, Luther Vandross, Benny King. Yeah, like all all in, in a circle. Like because we at the end, we had to sing on We All the World together. So Quincy Jones and Ray Charles was playing the piano. And Michael Jackson was in it. Diana. So we had to practice with them. And we were in these tents with them. You know, do for like our dressing rooms, it was outside in these little tents, and we was roommates from Take Six Idols. And Luther was across the hall from us, so he would come over. It was just like, uh, and the only reason we got to be on that is because, unbeknownst to us, Chelsea Clinton was a shy fan. She told her dad, Can shy be in this? And that's how we got there. Like, what? Um, more recently, the, the artist known as her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like this thing they do on VH1 for Mother's Day. Um, Dear Mama. Well, yep. her. Her's mother happens to be big fans of SWV and Shy, so she literally brought SWV and Shy to that show to sing for her mom on her mother's Mother's Day, which is ironic that it's coming up in a couple of days. But that was dope moment because you know for us to be back on stage on something that big with an artist that I always thought was crazy dope. Cause out of the new generation, she's like incredible, and then her mom like Shy like it was like dang, you don't get no better than that. So you know. Nice. People don't even realize how how strong music has a hold on people's lives. It just unites everybody, all genres, all ethnicities, everything. That, that was fun because everybody was in the audience. I'm talking about like Monica, you know, the TIs of the world. Um, Shanti was out there. Like it was just everybody was out there. Just you know, it was just dope to see all of them after all that time. Like oh shoot, oh what's up, what's up, you know. So that was memorable. That was. That was oh, and the other only other one is before Biggie passed at Howard. We did a homecoming. And Biggie introduced us. Like he gave us his dope introduction. He got on stage and introduced Shy. And like, that was like, come on, P. <laughs> yeah, ESP or something. I was gonna ask you. I was legit gonna ask you about Biggie, but I was gonna ask you about Tupac first. So then you answered the Biggie question. So Pac yes, too. Pac, Pac showed us crazy. Okay, so I, my Pac is a lot of is a few different things with Pac because he, he Pac was dope. Um, well, everybody all know everybody loved Pac, but Pac was dope, man. Like. We were in France one time and our label had like double booked us and we was doing the equivalent of the Grammys out in France and realized that we were supposed to be in New York in about four hours. So our label was forced to put us on this plane called the Concorde that was like a really a jet that went like Mach 3 
and they got us from France to New York in three hours to do to do a show where it was Tupac featuring like Dave Hollister because that um ooh child um Dave had to sing it on that one um baby girl. um Tony 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 Tupac and Shy those three at this show was the very first show the pilot episode of some stuff some stuff called MTV Unplugged. The yep. very first episode was us. Exactly. So we almost got to miss that because I labeled, but we made it. And that's when we met Pop and got real cool. And then shortly thereafter, I got album had gone platinum. Mm-hmm. And so we had a platinum party and we invited Pac and he came. And um, you know how the, the label president was talking all along on the mic. And Pac just shout out, hey man, will you let the brothers speak? You know what I'm saying? Dude, shut up. Gave us the mic. And that's how that's us. That's how us, us and Fox got cool. You know, it's like so we, that was like those were some cool moments. And I would see him all the time in Vegas. He stayed in Vegas in the casinos. I would always bump into him and you know give him the pals and poly with him for a little while. Talk about all kind of different stuff. But um, yeah, Pac, that was that was a one of a kind brother right there. So how does it feel to just be in that genre, that, that generation where all the dopest artists, in my opinion, because, you know, music changed over the years or whatever, but that 90s era was, was so iconic. Like, how was it, how did it feel to just be a part of that? Look, I was aware that it was the dopest ever while I was in it. That's why I thank God for, like, for hip-hop and R&B. Yes. Those, that was a golden era for both at the same time. Right. And, like, and you could just... It was so dope to be on tour with these dudes because nobody sounded alike. Like today, a lot of people kind of maybe have a similar production style or vocal melodies. Back then, H-Town didn't sound nothing like Boys to Men, didn't sound nothing like Silk, didn't sound nothing like Josie, didn't sound nothing like Shy. Everybody was a one of one. So you could literally root for everybody. It was it was love and nobody was hating because they knew everybody knew they had their own style. Like Silk had their own style from Shy, even though like because our names were so short and started with an S. People would think that we were silk and that was, but sonically, Little G and, and the crazy harmonies they had was, ooh, was they thing, but it was, but it was they thing. Was they, they, they wasn't trying to sound like us. We weren't trying. And so it was just dope to be a part of everybody was not biting and had their own style and it was all dope. And then the same for hip hop, like the gamut goes just down the line. Like everybody was incredible lyricists. I mean, you can go from the Slick Ricks to the, to the um, Big Daddy Kane to the, to the TRS one, to the Grand Poop on them with Brand Nubian. Um, you know, this is before the Nas's and the Jay-Z's and the Buckshot Shorties and you know, like everybody, like then the Philly, the Roots came out, like the Roots is like mint condition, you know what I'm saying? They they are banned, but for hip hop, you know what I mean? With Black Thought, Malik B, rest in power, you know what I'm saying, and Quest like come on. And Nobody has ever since been like that creative like that in the name of you know hip hop arm. You know, then you have people like D'Angelo coming through in the clutch, and oh, it was just it was just a week. was as a writer. Like I'm like I know he could sing, but I'm like oh that nigga got a pen too. Come on, arrangements, writing, just an artist. You know, then let's let's throw in Angie Stone since we're gonna mention D'Angelo. You know what I'm saying? And you know, Dwayne the first time I heard him, he was producing for Bahamadia on this little this teaser. It was like two songs for these lady artists. It was like. Rod Digger, I think. It was like three lady artists and Bahamadia was on there. And her production was this dude named Dwele. And then later, like three or four years later, he finally came out and was able to, you yeah. know. But like, come on, man. Like, th- that time period was magic. Like, you like, you could listen, you like listening to the radio. The radio had all your favorite songs. You took me back when you said Rod Digger. I remember her too. <laughs> like, Rod Digger was crazy with, with Buster Rhymes and them, the last Boy Scout. Yeah. You know, she was on there. She was representing the women, man. And if Rock, Lauren Hill, like mm-hmm. P 
people could say what they say about whatever she went through and all that. But I, I challenge anybody to find a doper MC. I ain't even talking about as a female, just period. Then Lauren was rocking back then, getting everybody ass. And then as a vocalist, right? Lauren was, yo, come on, man. So you know, the you know the Fugees was crazy. They songs was hits. Though a lot of them songs was the anthem side times, you know. And then she came out with the Miseducation. Yo, times was just dope back then, man. Then you know, Talib like Black Star came out with Talib almost deaf. Yep. And that whole you know brown skin lady. And then, you know, the new moon was hopping the crown of the metropolis, shining like who on top of it? Like, come on, the lyrical, you know, come on. Just hip hop RV was just, come on, man. High tech beats. With music was music. <laughs> no, it was just crazy across the board, man. Was, I loved it. I loved it. I, I still love it. I'm still rocking the RB. But I'm going to move on to um, what did you learn during the quarantine time? Because I know that was a little rough for everybody. I learned how to do Pro Tools. Now I can record myself. Okay. So I've been working on an album, like a solo piece, and because I don't know how to do beats, okay. the whole thing is acapella, even the tracks. Like I come up and mimic the instruments, and then I sing the song on top of that. So the album is going to be called Off Track, and um, and, and uh, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna probably put out like nine songs of it. I'm gonna sing maybe like twenty to thirty, but okay. nine songs of that I'm gonna put out called Off Track. It's a whole acapella album. But it's percussions because I'm making the beats. Like, you know, I'm doing some beatboxing stuff underneath. I'm doing string instruments. I'm doing some percussive stuff, some sound effects. But then I'm doing harmonies and stuff on top of all. Like, it's coming out dope. I can't front. I, I like, I actually like it. So All the checks that come with that. You get all the arrangements. I get everything for that. You know what I mean? So, but it's feeling good. And, um, you know, I, I got my Pro Tools rig. I got my inbox, my little mic. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm doing something over here. Well, listen, I'm a writer. If you need a little two cent, I got I got a pen game too. Now. Don't play, don't play, don't play, don't play. <laughs> I heard them chops over there earlier too. You ain't no, don't mess with me. Now, what was, oh, I, that's the one thing I forgot to ask because I know it's always one. Now, some people say it was you, but I don't know. Who was the biggest flirt in the group? Flirt? Yes. Yeah. man. I, I, I guess I, did I flirt? I don't know. <laughs> I, I you know I would say Carl. Actually. Okay, I'll give that to Carl. Carl was okay. probably the biggest flirt. I, I was always just in a situ in situations like, you know what I mean. I was just floating around, just oblivious to stuff. And then you know, if your female crossed my path, and we might have catch an eye contact or something like that, you know what I mean. But I was actually, I was never the type. I ain't I ain't consider myself having no game and not come up and just holler at the girl and spit mm -hmm. some stuff. And I was. People put me in that envelope, but I wasn't that dude. I was kind of like, I ain't like rejection. So, you know, I saw a cutie. I might, I might get a little low key shy to kind of approach. Okay. Only, the only way I approach is now I had to make sure that eye contact was there and I could read in that eye contact that it was on. Then I can approach. But if it wasn't that, I wouldn't want them dudes that can just just come up to some girl and just start kicking it. You know, a lot of cats was like built like that, and they were successful with that. I, I never, I ain't never had that. That wasn't me. Look, my, my friends teased me like, you don't know how to flirt. I was like, I absolutely don't. But if I know that they're interested, oh, game on. Yeah, that's what I, that's me. You know what I mean? Because I don't like rejection. You know what I mean? I don't like putting myself out there like that. But, but you are. Oh, yeah. You know, you know I, I can't assume. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Carl, Carl was just, he'll just go for his. He'll just go for his. Listen, you can't lose if you don't, if you don't try. Yeah, that's kind of how I, I felt like that's how he was doing it, too. You know what I mean? But me, I was more like, you know. I'll smile and if I got some good feedback, you know what I mean? 
Then it was on, you know what I'm saying? You, wait a minute, y'all didn't play Shaw Brother like on Fop? I heard nah, you. like Fop, but that was, hey, that movie was the, the movie that we used to look at before we got a record deal, straight up. Like, okay. we used to watch that, like, seriously. And Shaw yeah, Brother was one of our favorite scenes, man. He, he did that boy so cold. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite movies, but I was like, he had to do it like that. He did him so cold, man. Leon, boy. I feel like I don't, I don't feel like Leon be playing a role. I feel like that's really Yo, him. Yo, that seemed like him, right? In real life, he just so naturally <laughs> could play that. Like, and then you see him in other things, he was still Leon. Like, right. at least in my eyes, that was all, that was Leon. No matter where I saw him, that's Leon. That's Leon. <laughs> so, well, we're going to move on to the more of the music. So, who is your favorite rapper and singer and why? Damn. That is like, come on. You can't ask me who my favorite rapper is. Like, that's too. Oh my God! You got—it's too many, man. That that laid it down over time frame, like that. Get okay, the so you like, I, Island right now, and you could only take two rap CDs. Who is gonna be? Oh my God! <laughs> <sighs> well, for the new school, and it ain't all the way to the newest new school, like the now school. But the new school, when like when we came out in the nineties, the new school was like Nas and, and Wu Tang. They were new school. Right, right, right. And both of them, like, and then, but E Double, Eric Sermon, and EPMD with Keith Murray and Redman, and all that, all that, boom, boom, all that shit, and Black Moon, and all that, and then, you know, but Nas, you know, that Nas record, you know, Jay Z is incredible, but yeah. I, you know, I was more of a Nas dude before I became a Jay Z dude, even though okay. we did a joint with Jay Z, an underground joint with Jay Z. Um, we did a joint KRS one too called Destiny, like the Slick Ricks, the KRS ones, and the in the in the um. The um, Big Daddy Kane's of the world, and then Tribe Called Quest, mm-hmm. relaxation lyrics to go, you know that whole low, your whole um, um, Midnight Marauders album and low and thick. Like I'm a hip hop head, like yeah. And so to pick one, dude, is crazy. But I, <laughs> and then my philosophy came out. Rakim came out with the, with, with, you know, that whole. Um, I, 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 I'll probably take that Nas Illmatic. Okay. And I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to take the. Um, I gotta have um, Midnight Marauders, but I gotta have the Thirty Six Chambers. Okay. Like, I gotta have them three. I gotta have them three. Midnight Marauders, Thirty Six Chambers, and, and Illmatic. I'll take them three. I can't choose two with them three. And I'm leaving out all kind of foundational. Like I like that Dead Press albums, you know, and Get Free. Um, okay. So now for your singers, who is it? Damn. Damn, now you're killing me softly. <laughs> oh my God. T. Well, I told you my favorite group was Mint Condition. Okay. So that first Mint to be Mint album, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm keeping that with me. But um, I like Brian McKnight's first album a lot. You know what I mean? Okay. And um, man, like, man, you know, from SWV again, once again, they got them classics. Jodeci, my favorite Jodeci was Diary of Mad Ben. Like, yes. Show me, girl. Yes. That album right there, Cry For Me. Like, mm-hmm. And Forever My Lady was um, dope with Stay, um, Come and Talk To Me. Come and Talk To Me and the remix, Come and Talk To Me remix. Yes. Oh, and oh. then the album this was on, I think that was the, the Hotel album or something. But um, Yeah, the Hotel it. after part, yeah. Pump it back with my shit. That was it. <laughs> Yo, they, they had all the stuff they did. The joint they did with Pac was dope. Um, I don't know, man. Like, but I, I'm I'm a, I'm a definitely I'm a definitely roll with Mint Condition, that meant to be Mint album. 
You know what I mean? They got that that got my attention and like damn, that's just way too hard. Like it's too many dope vocalists like out there that I love, love, love. But man, since that's my favorite group, I'm just gonna stick with the groove and just call it a day because I can't even do no individuals. It's way like I love D'Angelo, I love Music Soul Child, like it's just too many dope artists, you know what I'm saying? Like that Soul Star album by Music Soul Child, even though people like other ones, but for me, Soul Star, that killed the game for me, man. Then Dwayne killed the game, you know. And then Layla, I can't even go into the zone of Layla-ness. Like Layla is like one of my most incredible, like the stuff she was doing with Robert Glasper lately when she was redoing Cherish Today by Sade and all that kind of stuff. Oh boy, I love hearing Layla sing and, um, but I don't know. That's just you. Yeah, that's too hard. I can't even. I have to be back on that right there. You got the main people you like. Now during the quarantine, there was a lot of people who was all tuned in on the verses, right? So, what's a versus battle that has not happened yet that you would want to see? Damn. Um. There's so many potential verses joints out there popping off. Um. Maybe let's see. Let's see. I want SWV to battle somebody. They are. But um, oh yeah, who who's um they rocking with battling um escape on on Sunday. Yeah, escape. That's right. They are battling escape. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ones theoretically I had in my mind before it actually became a reality. Yeah. But um, and um did, did Monica battle Brandy? She did. Wait, okay. I mean, that was the biggest one of all time. Yeah, yeah. Because I, but these were things I thought about when that first verses came out. I was like, Yo, Monica and Brand. Like I had a list. Yeah. Um. Um. Shoot, man. Like maybe like Silk and Jodeci or something. You you almost had what I was I was going to say. I say Silk and Drew Hill. Oh, oh, <laughs> yo, yo. Ooh, only I don't say Jodeci because I feel like Jodeci was like the Godfather of all of yeah, them. Yeah, no, well, really, the Godfathers of us all is New Edition. Right? Yeah, true. true. They, 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 they around our age, but they was out since they was twelve. You know what I mean? Yeah. So by the time they got, we got in the industry, they was already in the industry like twenty years. You know what I mean? So they really the and the way that they perform on stage, they show and how professional and polished. You know, they the they they the old they the OGs of our genre. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I feel you though. Jodeci is like a before the, um, what you call it? They, yeah. I don't even think jo- it's no. I don't think there's anybody fair that can go against a Jodeci. Like yeah, they, 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 I, I was thinking of it just in terms of like at least content wise, like Silk got like freaked me and like some of the nasty yeah. kind of you know and Jodeci. But other than that, you're right. Like Jodeci is their own lane. Like I, yeah, I can't even put like if you're if you're gonna go around the de- like you might you can say a boy's the man because they're the same. You know, but they different. They styles are so like that's a different music. Like right, I couldn't do that. Like even though like you know what I'm saying yeah, but what you just did was 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 it? Just like that's just that's like perfect. Like how one twelve against jagged edge would be perfect. Right, like that's just perfect setup. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Who I, I, G, and I've been telling them like, hey, bro, what you gonna do? <laughs> Yo, that would be incredible. That would be an incredible battle for sure. They, they need, I mean. It can still happen. We wait. <laughs> that would be crazy. Now, speaking of vocals, all right, so we're going to do a little thing called the vocal battle. Okay. So, 
I'm going to put some names out here. And if you had to come up with your own uh, team, you, you had to put them in, in a, a row, who would you want to go for you? So, for example, if you have a Usher versus a Mario, who are you rocking with? Damn. Well, I, I, I know Usher because when he was Usher Raymond and he was with MCA, you mm-hmm. know, I used to always see Usher around. But Mario, that you know, You Should Let Me Love You, that Neo wrote. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm rock with Usher, even though I got mad prop respect for Mario too. He got that dope style. And um, okay. anyway, why, um, why, um, Mario Winan, like one of the Winans family. Uh huh. You know that that family of BB and CC and all, any part of them. So these just music personified. But I'm gonna rock oh, with that. Not Mario Winans. I'm talking about the You Should Let Me Love You, Mario. Yeah, that yeah. that Mario is. I think his last. I think he was Winans. Is he? No, that's I think Mario's. Yeah, I think that Mario is like the first Mario that the Neo wrote the song for. I think he a whining. I think he. I oh think, yeah. Yeah, you do. We can fact check though. Don't you know? Give me lines. I think I believe I might be right. You know what okay. I mean? But I'm 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 gonna rock with Usher, Usher on that one, man. Usher was an NCA label mate, and okay, I, you know, I watched him rise from you know from uh, um the, the songs he used to do with like Albie Shaw and Kyle West all the way up to. To him, just look. I've been an Usher fan since. Can you get with it? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's that? Don't make me waste your time. What, what's that? Oh, um, oh, I know what you're talking about. All the time I think of you. Yeah, that was when he was a little boy, basically. Uh huh. To coming out with you know confessions like that whole Usher bad boy man, and vocally he he matured so much. Yeah, he did. Doing them runs and stuff, he was starting to get more range, and shit. then of course he was like kind of like the original Chris Brown with the dancing, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? But Chris okay. took it to another level. Chris a bad boy too. All right, we got Jamie Foxx versus a Tyrese. Ooh, yo, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. That Jamie Foxx is a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tyrese is a bad boy too. He came out. People kind of started sleeping on Tyrese, man. Like, go back to Sweet Lady and listen to this man. Okay. But, um, but yo, Jamie Foxx, man, I got the, he used to come out of the studio sometimes when we were recording our second album and just sit in and, you know, give me some encouragement. Like I'll be doing runs and stuff that I wouldn't do on the record. Yeah. And he'd be like, man, why don't, why don't you don't do that on the record? You know what I mean? I was like, yo, because, you know, I ain't write that particular part. Like, I don't, you know, man, get, you better, you know, he used to do me like that. Because, <laughs> um, you know, we was, but that's that dude, the, what he, the stuff he did with Ray, how he could do his, Man. I have to go with Jamie, man. Just, just on the, just I don't know. Like Jamie is just a bad Jamie. I'll he's sing a whole bunch of man. He's an all around he's just a beast, dope. man. Yeah, he's a beast. All right, we got Jasmine Sullivan versus Ooh, right there. I can't even. I don't even know what else you're gonna say. I, I can't even. Go ahead, <laughs> say another name. I'm just saying. Go ahead. Okay, it's Jasmine Sullivan versus Brandy. Oh, and I love Brandy. Come on, how you gonna do that to me, man? And Brandy, to me, I don't care if nobody say that first album, this yep. dude, Rasan Patterson, wrote some of them songs. And the, and the other dude was the um, gospel family dude. Um, I can't think. It wasn't a wine. Ah, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. The other writer was one of them gospel family writers. Okay. Rasan Patterson's songs was crazy. Rasan Patterson is crazy. And Brandy's like, oh, I love Brandy, man. Like, she's, ah. But mm-hmm. you put Lions and Tigers and Bears on. Yes. I don't think nobody like come on, man. like Jasmine Sullivan. Pick up the pieces. She's man. incredible, man. Like I, I don't know what the hell got into her voice to do let her do what she be doing. That that remake she did, the baby face. Um, 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 you know that song. It was like a remake of a baby face old song. 
Found, but I know she remade one. Yeah, she re- uh, like Babyface re- he produced it again for her, but he remade it with her. Like um, but it was like the melody. Um, uh, uh. Ah, I know you people out there listening for like saying it. Like you can't say it, G. Say it, G. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that song that she did. She did, what was one of her more recent um, um, Jasmine Sullivan. She came in Babyface production. Um, all I know is her um her new album um hotels. She got pickup. Um, I don't know if it was on the album. I think it was like it might have just been a single. It was definitely a single. It was it was played everywhere. This is like a couple of years ago, maybe three. I'm so mad at myself, but I look it up because I mean, you look up her and baby face. You'll see it. You know, like, oh, that's what he was talking about. Yeah, still that. Because whatever Jasmine do, I know it's gonna be bomb. So, all right, last one, Kiki Wyatt versus. Oh my God! Wait a minute. The stuff she was doing with Avant. I hold on. Let me just. Yo, that chick right there? Mm-hmm. What the hell? Okay, go ahead. Throw somebody so, out there. Versus Mariah Carey. Look, Mariah got the most hits out of what's in the Guinness Book of World Records with all the Grammys and the hits, and her voice is just extra phenomenal since she started. But right. that thing that Kiki got, like that thing, I don't know what that thing is. She just got that thing with her vocal to me. Like Faith got that thing too. Faith yeah. Evans, like that thing. I don't know what to call that. You know, it ain't just soul because Mariah's soulful as hell. Call it it. She got it. some things she do. She got like with that. It's something. I don't even know what to put my finger on like, to call that. But um, yeah, Kiki. I, I don't know Kiki. I ain't never get enough of Kiki out there. Like I don't. I, I still need more Kiki. Kiki had like when she came on uh what is it R&B Divas like I know she could sing but I didn't know her range was so dope until she got R&B Divas and they was in the studio so I was like wait a minute Kiki she, that heifer there man that stuff that she be doing with Avant I need more of that like they yeah. got such a chemistry like I ain't lying like I don't know when they discovered each other but them two together they should just be a straight up group and just call it a day and just kill everybody kill the whole game. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, every time they do a joint together, it'd be just out of control, ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. Kiki, man, yo, you put Kiki with anybody, she gonna rip it. She, matter of fact, I saw her do something on YouTube. I think her son is doing something now, and like, no shots out to her son, but like, her son did this thing, and it was cool. But when she came in, I was like, I don't even want to hear her son no more. Move, go back to Kiki. <laughs> I, I wish I had a word for that element that she got, that Faith got too. Like, it's just, it's something to they. I don't know. It ain't the runs. I mean, even though the runs is stupid. They just oh. out of control stupid. But it's the texture of their vocal tone, mm. too. Like, in a the placement, they pocket. Yeah. I don't know. It's just this black girl swag thing that they got in there that's just doing it for me. I don't <laughs> know. I, I can't, you know. I don't know. Now, what are some words of wisdom you would give any upcoming entertainer or entrepreneur? Yo, if you're going to get in the game, Everything, I don't care how dope your marketing and promotion and all that. You definitely got to brand yourself for sure. But it's going to always come back down to music. Make sure your product is dope. And make sure that you're doing it because you love it. Like, you would be doing this even without nobody buying your records. If you got them two things in the situation where you're doing it because of the love and you're making dope stuff, then you're going to win. Like the cream going to rise to the top. Somebody going to hear that and be inspired. Like Jill Scott's album, that first album, Who Was Jill Scott? 
I don't even think she was like the major artist on Hidden Beach at that time. I think it was other people that were supposed to come out before her. Um, but she was the music when people got put on hold when they called a record label. Her music was the music playing when people got put on hold. And it was getting such an overwhelming response from when people got put on hold that the label was like, hold hold up. We got to put this out. You know what I mean? And, and it's because the conviction that she had in there, plus Jazzy Jeff with that touch of jazz um, production that he was doing, that, that, that music took you somewhere. Wait a minute, I didn't know him. And Jazzy Jeff was on that album? You're talking about one of the illest to ever do it. Production I, I didn't even know that. That was his whole entity producing that album, man. Jazzy Jeff, Philly, Philly's finest, man. Such a jazz. Jazzy Jeff is that man. He might be the nerd on Fresh Prince, but if yeah. we go back to the DJ battles in the, the, the Fresh Fest, we was like Grandmaster D, like Eric B, Jam Master J, AJ from Curtis Blow, and you got nerdy old Jazzy Jeff winning, winning them all the time because he had this transformer. He invented the transformer scratch. Like, people sleeping on Jazzy Jeff, man, because he looked like he looked. But that's production-wise and DJ-wise. I, I didn't think about him musically. I just love, I mean, well, musically as a DJ. I, didn't, I never looked at the credits. As a producer, right? Now, that's a musician, man, that just happened to DJ. He's a musician. And he's a song maker. Like, yeah. you know, people can record, but mm-hmm. he can make songs. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. a song maker and a hit maker at that. Like his stuff is do research on Jazzy Jeff, man. That's a bad boy. Now you got me interested. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad boy right there. So we are gonna move on to our first little segment before we get out of here. And this is Kiss or Diss. Oh no, you're gonna put me on the spot with the diss. Okay. Of course. I can't diss nobody, love. I ain't gonna get a diss nobody. I'm about to, I'm about to call it something else. It's hypothetically. So I'm, it I'm like soft the- in that area right there. I'm soft in that area right there. So all I'm doing is throwing out some celebrity crushes, and you're gonna decide who you kissing, who you dissing. Okay, okay. All right, so we got Holly Berry or Nia Long. Who you kissing, who you dissing? Damn. I'm, I'm. Oh man. Well, you know everybody love in love with Holly Berry. I like the old Holly Berry, like when she was in in the Eddie Murphy movie. Um, mm-hmm. back in the in the old. Right. You know, and she was like like Robin Gibbons was there, but she was like the little side crush. Like mm-hmm. I like the Holly that Holly Berry, but. Um, I was I had a crush on Nia Long back in the um, you know, in the um, the move the, the Ice Cube and, and that whole that whole genre like when she was down in the movies, man. So you know, I'm, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna rock with Nia, man. Probably gonna rock with Nia. Okay. Let's see, we got Meg The Stallion or Cardi B. Who <laughs> you kissing? Who you kissing? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> They both, they both incredible presences on the music scene. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm probably have to just default to seniority just because Cardi B came out as the first temp, part of that template. Temp okay. And you know, I, I rock with Cardi's skills too. She, she, people, she un, um, she slept on skill wise. Like she got, yeah. she got more punchlines than people give her credit for. Like, yes, she did. I'm assuming that she write all that. I, I, I feel like she writes her own stuff because it got so much. I don't know if she's all of it. Write some of it. Okay, well, I I still have to give her something because you know she, you know what I'm saying. But you know, you know, Meg Thee Stallion is you know on everybody's hit list too. So you know, I you know, but I I I'll, I go to Cardi. All right, last one: Harriet Tubman or Grace Jones? Oh God, that's a crazy comparison right there, right there. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of madness? So, Shizer, well, like to sit down and have a serious talk to, and, and figure out the mindset. I would, I would um definitely have an audience with um with Harriet Tubman, 
But um, Grace Jones, man, she got hits. People be sleeping on Grace Jones. Like she was a hell of a songwriter too, even though she was crazy and a model and all that. People mm-hmm. go for Strange and all that. But all the songs that pulled up to the bumper, baby. She was before her time. Like her production, she was she was killing that in there. And then, you know, just the the poses on the album cover, yeah, like a statue. Like Beyonce got some stuff from that. You know, at that time Beyonce had the little lace thing, the little mm-hmm. contortion or whatever. I feel like they came from Grace Jones. But um, yeah, Grace Jones, she was hard and chiseled, but she was one of the first supermodels that was black besides Iman and um and, and um the other one, the um Beverly Johnson. You know, Beverly Johnson oh, yeah. And, and, and yeah, Iman, they was like the first two up there really representing Grace Jones came through like what? Look at me. Damn it. And probably said it just like that, you know what I mean? But um you know, I, 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 I can't picture an area tell me in the sexual kind of <laughs> That's just she too important. I kind of like I, I would feel disrespectful to even come at her in, the, in that kind of way. I didn't wait. Where you had to kiss her? You could have kissed her on cheek. I mean, I give her a big old hug and just say thank you forever to her for what she did. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, Grace Jones is kind of a hard pill to swallow too, because you know she might break your face if you say something wrong. You know what I mean? She done known. She been known to kick a few people ass in real life, like straight up, just like your girl, um, the other um supermodel, uh, brown uh, skin who. Naomi, name? Naomi, yeah, they cut from the same cloth when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we 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 going with Grace on that one. I have to go with Grace because I can't even put Harriet even in the in that kind of a context. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are moving on to our DAQs, which is dumbass questions. It is random questions I want answers to. What movie scared you for life? Oh, The Exorcist. When I first saw The Exorcist, okay. that lady turned that neck like that, spit that green pea soup. What? Oh, like, what is this shit? And they were told it's based on the true story and all that. Like, what? You better leave me alone with that. And then the, the very first Friday the 13th, mm. Jason was cutting off heads and that kick, 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 all them sounds and people still splatting up. Like, I was like, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? But the exorcist got me. That that one, that really, that that had me. I think Shaq did it for me because you know how Shaq was based off that My Buddy doll and I had one? Oh, oh. God, that was it. I was like, why you got to get rid of this? He always felt about Chucky. Like, man, if I came across Chucky in real life, I'll beat his little ass. You know what I'm saying? I'll Matt burn through all kind of fire. Throw his ass in there with the firewood. I'll, you know, sure. put him in the dumpster. Chucky better not ever come at me. So, you know, I felt. I don't know. You might feel different if you had a Chucky doll sitting right next to you. After you now, why would you want to have a Chucky doll knowing you were scared of Chucky? <laughs> I didn't know. Like, you know, first of all, if you were a ch- child, you ain't going to be watching that movie anyway. So I'm just thinking, oh, it's a movie with my doll in it. I'm watching it with a little dog. And then got scared to death. <laughs> I felt like Chucky was too light in the butt to really be a threat, but you know. This <laughs> is true. I, 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 I just couldn't, I couldn't buy in. I, I fear Candyman more than I fear Chucky. Now that's what I, I, I was cool with Candyman. I ain't even think about him. Because you a black woman, you probably felt like he wasn't going to do you no harm. But right. um, <laughs> the fact that you could say somebody's name three times in the mirror and that dude pop up. And be ready to get it in on you. I was like, oh shit. Cause sometimes, you know, you be, as an only child, I'll be home by myself. Yeah. I'll be in the mirror looking and thinking, like, oh, I ain't gonna look in this mirror. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, all right, name a song that accurately describes your life right now. Oh, yeah. Um, um, a song. Um uh Shoot, uh, God dang. What's the, 
He has a very um, um, one of Erica Badu's. Let me see. Um, it's a I can't. Um, oh, Amel Larue got a song. What's the bird? Um, what's the? It's it's a bird. It's a bird reference. Um, but I can't. It's a a Mel Larue song, and it's like a a song about like kind of just feeling free right now, like just exploring your world, like, you know, it, but it's dope. Like, and Amel LaRue is one of my favorite artists too. Like, okay. in theory, mm-hmm. you know, she was so dope to me, or is so dope to me. Um, Bray, Bray, it's, uh, it's from Bray, um, God, I can't think of the name of the song. But, uh, dang. Politically, I feel like the song by Erica Badu, when she's well, they won't be naming no buildings after me to go down dilapidated. Like, you know what I mean? She was basically like, yo, people in it for the fame, you know, you name a building after you, you'll get all that status, mm-hmm. but the building eventually going to crumble. Let's leave something more sustainable in the space, like mm-hmm. a style of thought, you know what I mean? That's going to last forever. Get on them buildings and put you in there. Let's, let's do something real. So I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm an educator. I got my PhD. And so I'm, I'm interested in building programs that's going to really help us as a folk and sustain us over time. So politically, Erica Badu is ringing true to me, but just, just spiritually and stuff, I feel like free right now. I feel like I just feel free. You know what I mean? I feel like, a, like an artist, you know, in the intellect at the same time that I can do whatever the hell I think I can do. I know that's right. <laughs> All right. If you could be a superhero, what would be your superhero name and what would be your superpower? I just asked somebody this question the other day, and um, I like they—they they came up with some good ones. I had thought of like teleportation and okay, like dang. But for me, for me, I don't know why. Like, well, first of all, just I ask people what we, if they was an animal, what animal would they be? And I always pick a bird because I, I want to fly. Okay, but my superpower—I feel like if I could just be invisible on demand, just so I can check out the lay of the land and just be in spaces on my own terms and then behind the scenes, see how the real politic is in the power spaces. And then come back to my folks, like the spook who sat by the door and they say, Oh, this is what they doing. This is what mm-hmm. we need to do. And I don't know what I would call that. You know what I'm saying? I would, I'm not going to say the invisible man. Cause that's Ralph Ellison. Now I'm not trying to be like invisible. Like my blackness makes me invisible. I, I'm trying to move past that. Right. I'm saying more like, you know, um, I can't be the fly on the wall, man. That's just ridiculous. Um, but uh, and I can't be Method, man, because he already got that. You know, <laughs> which is one of my favorite MCs. Right. I'm just gonna be Pete Game, man. That about I'll be like Pete. Man. <laughs> I'll be PGM. You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is gonna be super vibe. <laughs> Pete Game, man. <laughs> Last one. Name three items you would buy to make a cashier feel uncomfortable. A cashier feel uncomfortable that I would buy? Mm-hmm. Three items? I might feel uncomfortable with, um, <laughs> let's see, a, a, definitely a box of tampons. Uh, then um, uh, I would go to Walmart, maybe get like probably the biggest, closest to fully automatic gun that they had. No. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay. That might that might make them feel some kind of way, and then I might buy a noose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they gonna be thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I might buy a noose, and I might start talking about yeah. Remember Black Wall Street in Tulsa? Remember what happened? 
You know what I'm saying? My uncle was in there. Mm-hmm, he go my noose. He go my. <laughs> oh, these my girls, right? Uh, <laughs> Rest in power for all those out there who died on Greenwood Ave in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm telling you. All right, our segment is Grinds My Gangster. GMG, what is one of your pet peeves? Dang. I, it, it bothers me when people can't express in real time what they're thinking specific. Like the like when people have too much fat on their thought where it can be interpreted 10 different ways. But in their mind, it's just one way and they leaving too much space for it to be this, that, third, and fourth. And, the fifth. and they think that the other person that they talking to knows what they're saying. You know, I, and I, it, it only have to be directed to me. It's like if I pass by a conversation and I see people just missing the hell out of each other. Yeah. And they think that they, and I know later on, one of them going to be like, I thought you said, nah, I was saying, oh, I hate that. Like I, I want clear, precise thought that transfers into speech. And that's just ridiculous. I know everybody ain't built like that, but. No, I got a friend like that. Like he'll be telling me something. I'll be like, wait a minute, what happened? And it's not that I don't comprehend. He'll, he doesn't say what he's thinking outward. He'll say the bottom, the, the end of the sentence first. So he's saying, oh my God. Like, well, where's the rest of, how did Yoda, you get that? Yoda, that Yoda style. <laughs> you know, Yoda switch everything backwards in Star Wars. I have low patience for like non-clear thought. Mm-hmm. express the words like it needs to make sense and it needs to be concise but i feel like as a people a lot of times we lose because our thought as articulated through our mouth is not where we was trying to go but somebody just misinterpreted and just that one little bitty thing i feel like we should be able to control that so we won't fall into the traps that that presents over time like i hate though that mistake mm-hmm. like Say what you mean, like you know what I mean. <laughs> Look, I don't said that a million times to everybody. Say what you mean, mean what you say. <laughs> I need to work on that though, because I get I get overly like I get overly critical when I when that's happening. Like I probably mm-hmm. be too hard on people who doing it. Like you know what I mean. I've been accused of that. You know, it's probably true. But I know I sit in my own mind and self edit my thoughts to a point now. It's just on automatic pilot. Mm-hmm. Usually when I say something. I'm saying it in a way where it can't be interpreted too many different ways. It's going to pretty much be what I said is what it what it was supposed right, to be. Right. And I just feel like everybody should be able to do that, damn it. You know what I mean? But it's I probably not fair. One of my um, pet peeves is people that talk extremely slow. Oh, oh, school wow. teachers. I've seen school teachers. <laughs> I'm like, I get it, but can you get, come on now, finish it out. Let, let's go. <laughs> what about the people who keep their mouth in the same form as the last word? Like they say, you know, <laughs> and they just keep it there for like ten seconds. I feel you. All right, so our so we got two more things that we out of here. So we got our opera that thing out. So what this is, <laughs> what you wow. going? You're going to sing a song that you you know at least one full verse to, but you have to sing it in your opera voice. Oh my god! I don't know no, I don't know the verses to those. Let me see. Let me what, song. Um, songs? what you mean? I barely be. I be forget my our songs on stage. I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, a rap song could be an R and B song. It can be whatever song you know at least a verse to. Okay, I do Nas. Um, um, uh, um, one love the first verse. <laughs> okay. What up, kid? I know shit is rough doing your bit. When the cops came, you should have slid to my crib. What's up, Black? No time for looking back. 
it's done. Plus, congratulations, you know you got a son. <laughs> I heard he looks like you. Why don't your lady write you? Told her she should visit. That's when she got hyper. Now you're playing it. <laughs> That's why you do that thing, okay? <laughs> I, I definitely can't sing opera, but I know some operatic singers. I can't either, shoot, but I, bet, but I have a good time trying. <laughs> so, now, last but not least, we have our game Sing a Do. Now, Sing a Do is a game that me and a good friend of mine, DJ All Star, came up with over the quarantine. You learned Pro, pro Tools, we created a game. <laughs> That's dope. That's so <laughs> dope. Sing a Do. I love it. Yes, sir. So, what I'm doing, you're going to sing the, uh, sing the melody of a song. Okay. With, only use the word do. So I'm going to go ahead and um, do an example. And you have to guess what I'm singing, and then I'm going to let you do a couple. Okay. I'll do a little timer, so you got 60 seconds to guess what I'm doing. Damn. <laughs> Hopefully, I can do this justice. So let's get started. I'm doing, it comes with different genres, too. We got hip-hop, R&B, greatest hits, pop billboard hits, country rock, singer do favorites, old school TV themes, and party and dance hits. Now, I can't do nothing in country, <laughs> So, but we I'm did with you. I'm with you. We did every genre so everybody can be a part of the game. So I'm going to do R&B and hip hop. I bet. All right. Do, 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 do. Call Tyrone. There you go. All right. Uh, do, 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 my man who did um I wish I never met her. Um yes. uh come on, dude. I love him too. I can't think of my man's name right now. Um something personal. Um off the album. Um uh, you give up. <laughs> I can't think of my man. I'm looking right at him in my face. Um it's emotional, right? What's the um, no, Carl Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> Carl Thomas, damn it, what's wrong with me? All right, I'm gonna do my last one. Um, what is this? Um Oh, this is easy. Do 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 Come on, you got to know this one. I do, but that's the do 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 is funny. I Who is it? Who is it? My prerogative. Body I, I'm saying new edition. That's what I was. I was heading in that direction. I was heading in that direction. It's my prerogative. <laughs> Do what I want to do. See the doo 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 doos. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> My bad, bro. I'm gonna hold the card up, and then once you decide what's because we got four um four songs on the card. You tell me which one you go. Well, don't tell me which one you're gonna do. I just start doo dooing, and then and then I'll put the card down. All right. You got it. Yep. All right. Go ahead. Do 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 do. Uh, Snoop Doggy. No, the original. Oh, shit. Do it again. But the dog in me. What is the name of the damn song? Okay, what is it? Atomic Dog. I knew I had to turn it up. You got that straight from that. That's why you couldn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Next one. You got it. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. You need to move it? Um. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, okay, okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. 
Do 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 and this ain't gonna be the hook. This is, I'm gonna do the verse on your butt and see if you can oh, catch me. All right, okay. Dun 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 dun. Oh, why is he? Ah! That is how you play sing a do. So I love that game right there, man. Cool. At singadoo.com. That's where I can get one. Yes, sir. I, I gotta go get one. Definitely. You got me. Are, where, where are you located? Are you in Atlanta? Are you in? Uh, I'm in you? Houston. I moved to Houston. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say because if you're in Atlanta, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I'm in Atlanta. Oh wow! I got a show in Atlanta coming up on the 22nd. Well, go ahead and plug that. Let's go. Oh fact, yeah, yeah. We got a show on the 22nd. Is Marlon? It's Marlon. That's you know my Marlon. Home? Yeah, yeah Marlon. Yeah, yeah. Marlon, the, my man, the comedian. I, yeah, that's my home. So yeah, we, we rocking with Marlon on, on the 22nd, and I'm so mad I can't remember the name of the place. Hold on, because uh, I'm okay. That's my homie, so I know he probably got it posted on his. Uh, he got it up there. I even did a drop for it and everything. All right, let but me I, find. You know, I got a bad memory, man. Too many years of, of that green substance. You better remember them songs on the show, then. <laughs> I, I, but that's that's muscle memory now, love. It's, I, okay. <laughs> I can forget all day, and they just come out now. They come okay. out my pores. Going to be at Delroy Diner. Del there you Re- go. There we go. Yeah, that's it right there. That's it right there. <laughs> Delroy Diner, we gonna we gonna rock. It's me and so D. Make sure y'all get y'all tickets so y'all can support and pull check up. us out. You That's know what I'm saying? And let them know how to find you again. And we are out of here. Go ahead. You can hit me up at um the Garfield Wright Experience, and that's on IG and Facebook. And if you want to do get with Shy, it's um Shy Roglyphics, S H A I, and then you know Roglyphics, one word. All right. Well, that has been another episode of Candid Kisses TV. We come in every Monday and Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and do yourself a favor and go ahead and watch all the rest of the episodes, too. Not just this one. <laughs> that was so Candid dope. Kisses TV is sponsored by Singadoo. Did you do it today? Singadoo. Singadoo. Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do it like this? But make it real fast This time is kind of tricky Can you do it in six Get your copy today at singadoo.com Make sure you like, comment, and most importantly subscribe And tune in every Monday and Thursday 2pm Eastern Standard Time And if you feel it in your heart Go ahead and donate No dollar amount is too small Candy Kisses TV, baby. <laughs> Not your typical interview, y'all. Wait, I can't forget. If you haven't already, check out artistperiod.com. Candy Kisses TV has merchandise. Check us out on artistperiod.com. A-R-T-I-S-T-P-E-R-I-O-D. Period.